Welcome guys back to the Me and You podcast episode 9. We have a special uh, interview person with us. That guy from YouTube, not Nation. If you can say hello real quick. Yo, what's going on everybody? Thanks for having me on the show today. So everybody, I hope you have a fantastic day. Because not Nation is going to show us and explain to us a few things about Hair, dreads, gaming, weed, Bob Marley, fur, and vegan. Which I'm excited to touch on these topics because I don't know too much about it. I know something here and there. So Not Nation can enlighten us all today. Yeah, for sure. Today uh, is a lovely day, April the 8th. 2021 and the first thing i want to ask the audience is how is everybody feeling today how are you feeling today michael i'm doing good how are you today doing not nation you know i'm i'm doing pretty good i love i love a chance to be able to uh talk with other like-minded people and uh help out with podcasts i like Uh, i hope you like this podcast i will say that I have interviewed a couple of YouTubers, but you're actually one of the top YouTubers that I was really eager to interview. Like, I interviewed Brother Kills. He's into sports and basketball and religion. And I'm soon to interview the BUs, which is called Basketball United. They're also into basketball, but for some reason, they haven't been doing YouTube as much because they've kind of given up. Since you're a YouTuber, what advice would you give, give to these YouTubers who are giving up on their YouTube channel? What advice do you give them? Um, oh man, I advise everybody to own a YouTube channel and open an account up um, because it's almost like a memory bank. You can go there and just upload videos of your life and look back on it. It's almost like a new version of home home videos. Just for that factor alone, it's worth having an account on YouTube. But for people really trying to make a career out of it on YouTube these days, all I can really say is be persistent and just you'll never know until you try and you just build an audience because whatever you're as quirky as your idea may be, there's always going to be an audience for that specific niche. And once you find people that are interested, like word of mouth spreads. So it's like just all about just going for it and like using the tools available that we have like everybody has a cell phone these days with a video camera and a microphone sufficient enough to produce a show or a podcast with and upload it to youtube so i mean we have no excuse that we don't have the right tools to do it you know so it's all about just using what we have and having fun with, with finding a passion that we want to talk about on these platforms and seeing who else out there has a like mind right so i found right and i found i found mine within hair oddly enough um <clears throat> first first time i was on youtube i was actually more interested in rollerblading at the time uh, but i didn't feel like that was the niche i wanted to focus on and i had come across some other dread tubers if you will at the time uh, and i wanted to uh, kind of jump into this genre because I have had dreadlocks for a few years at this point before I decided I wanted to make a YouTube channel 
about it. And specifically, it was started because I was looking up information on how to do my own hair. Uh, and I, I found it hard to do that. A lot of people didn't either have the information or they were charging for it. Uh, so I just figured it was a good place to start with figuring out myself how to do it and then showing people what I've kind of learned along the way. Right. I've, you said it better than I actually going to say it, but you can kind of get ready to say it again. But I want to alert the audience that who are listening right now or after when it's on Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you join the Discord server, you will have a chance to raise your hand and ask the person I'm interviewing a question. So like Yasin, Jake, Steve, Piggy, they'll be able to ask questions to Not Nation to be interactive. It makes the podcast more interesting. So I hope later I'm supposed to have one more audience coming, but if they don't tell me it's fine, but if you join the Discord server, you'll be able to ask questions. So you said you used to do interested in rollerblades or roller coasting rollerblade right that's what I thought yeah rollerblading was my first passion I've probably ever picked up within a specific niche and uh, I started out just you know blading down the streets and finding obstacles as best as we could to ride on and, uh, and launch off of uh, and, and you know this was around the time when you know skateboarding is on the rise and scooters come came out at the same time so I kind of dabbled between all of them, including like bicycle riding, but like BMXing, I guess. But uh, rollerblades really stuck to me because it was what I was on since the youngest. Since I was a kid, I can remember going ice skating on, on trip. So um, I was very stable with that motion of ice skating, of skating in general. So yeah, I ended up picking up rollerblading, aggressive inline skating, uh, at a pretty young age, probably around 12 or 13, and I've stuck with it ever since um, because there's just a freedom that is unexplainable that you get when you're, you know, when you're on wheels or something moving beneath you. So you, you just don't feel like you're walking, but you're gliding, you're floating. Like there's such a freeing feeling for me, and you know that's why I, I guess I've stuck with rollerblading all these years. So. Um, I know dreadlocks is my niche on my channel, but I am looking to expand and help people get into rollerblading and learn the basics of it as well. Because uh, 2020 was actually a really big year for inline sales or rollerblades skate sales in general, which means there's a lot of people out there now that are, are starting. They're looking to be guided in a sense. Right, like the funny thing is, uh, you were talking about rollerblade, which one funny thing that came up to my mind, I remember that there's our shoes out there that have wheels in them, which is kind of cool, you can yeah. like shoes and wheels, which is like you can glide across the floor with the roller shoes. Yeah. So, those, are, those are called the Heelys. Yeah, the Heelys, yeah, I've seen, I seen yeah, the Yeah, right. Yeah, and there was there was another shoe that came out called soap shoes, and they they didn't have wheels, but they had grind plates in the middle of the shoe, so you could slide down railings like you were blading or skateboarding. I never seen those shoes, so it's kind of interesting. Like I didn't know that those existed. They exist. But maybe I can I can send you a video after this. Yeah, that'd be interesting. 
Um, since you're not nation, your whole channel is based on knots and dreads. Um, what are some education you could give us on the dreads? Dread life, to me, is different for everybody, but for me, is about a naughty life. Naughty being natural, uh, not being naughty, a naughty naughty. And what it is about is essentially self-acceptance, self-love, self-awareness of, you know, realizing who we are when we let Mother Nature take over. And, you know, when someone embraces the journey that comes along with allowing your hair to, to do what it wants to do, uh, being free from any form of manipulation or, or combing, uh, you know, you learn things about yourself that you, you otherwise would never have the, the option or the experience to do it. So I, I encourage people to throw away the brush, throw away the worry of the, um, the vanity and what people think about them and how they look, but just to kind of go inwards and outwards at the same time uh, by letting your hair, you know, dread up and not up the natural way. Uh, and it's, um, yeah, it's a freeing it's a very freeing experience and it builds a lot of confidence in yourself and it's very fascinating to see how your hair turns out afterwards and if you if you are a fan of how dreadlocks look then you are definitely pleased with the with the aftermath right so like, like since i don't have a dread i'm actually kind of basically bold that's me personally so like uh -huh. people who plan to do dread how we, like what advice would you give them to get started? Uh, well, first you gotta do a little bit of due diligence. You know, look, start looking online and finding out the different ways that people can dread. And top of my mind, there's about four different ways, and it's all a matter of um, how you want to go about. Do you want to spend money and get it done professionally, or do you want to do the free route and have it done unprofessionally? So. Um, well, and, and long story short, you could either go to the salon and they will give you twisted or interlocked dreadlocks and you can pay, you know, a few hundred bucks for this to happen. Uh, or you could just simply not brush your hair for about eight months and just wash it on a regular basis with a shampoo that's natural and has no uh, chemicals or um, lubricants in it and your hair will will not up so what I recommend for people to do is actually um, you know decide that you're gonna take yourself on this journey throw stop brushing wash your hair with um, honestly baking soda and essential oils uh, and in cold water and this will help activate kind of like if your hair is curly it will start to curl but if your hair is straighter it will kind of start to clump together a bit more and literally just cold water showers cold water washes on your hair will help your hair dread over time as long as when you're drying your hair after the cold water wash you have to let it air dry as much as possible but you can't put a towel on it and rub it like you would normally would dry your hair because this would detangle your hair the cold water is actually going to tangle your hair up so you want to kind of let it air dry as much as you can uh just wash it with cold water and be patient and literally that will create dreadlocks over six months on right. average 
Well, now I actually remember my question I was gonna ask. You already answered. I was gonna ask, um, how like dry your hair with a towel, but you said don't use a towel. But, like, is like is it okay to use a hair blower, like an air dryer? Is that still yeah? Or bad? You can use an air dryer. You can you can shake it, shake your head about to, to dry it out. You can go in the sun, uh, you know. But yeah, definitely use like the air dryer with the sun and the. Is, is is your best bet right so i'm after all this question uh listening right now would you prefer to like if you were to be doing dreads for yourself what kind of dread okay. do you think you would want to try big nazi congo dreadlocks This would be like the fattest dreadlock possible that my hair would grow naturally. And sometimes people grow these and they have maybe three or four dreadlocks entirely on their head. Sometimes it's just one big dread. Uh, but I feel like I would want to try something like that. And if you've ever seen The Weeknd oh, musician yeah. two years ago, that's kind of the style where it's just kind of like two big dreadlocks. His dreads went upwards. They're like facing up. Facing up. They're facing sideways. They're all over the place. And I feel like that's the ultimate confidence booster is having hair like that. Because you really, I really couldn't care what people thought about me at that point. I, I, like, the funny thing you mentioned the weekend. I remember when he had that hair, which is kind of sad to see it gone to be honest like i mean his hairstyle is good now but yeah. i think it would be more interesting if you went back to that hairstyle because i think some people mm-hmm. also missed the kind of music he also made back then and now he's yeah. a little bit different it's nostalgic and, and you know it creates character it's almost like he, he lost a part of his character when it was gone yeah, there's like a picture that you see on Google, you can see uh, the weekend hairstyle face, and it seems to be mm-hmm. that he changes every time he comes up with a new album. It's kind of funny oh, to see gotcha. that hair changes and all the things that he's done. So the weekend, his hairstyle, I would definitely call it dreadspirational. A lot of people have been inspired by that. And another person that has been very inspirational and dreadspirational uh, in terms of where, I guess, the character I've built or the, the community that, that revolves around Not Nation is Bob Marley. Yeah. And there's there's actually not even really a sing. Pretty much like 95% of my videos have a hint of Bob Marley somewhere in there, and it's typically in the introduction. Uh, and uh, you know, I keep him uh, keep him in my heart everywhere I go. To be honest, because he's 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 built my lifestyle in a way uh, uh, subconsciously since I was a kid uh, and like so many different ways of um, you know learning about Rasta and my and dreadlocks and just rebellion and standing up for our rights and I've learned so much of it from early in his music and I feel like the knowledge that he emits is endless like there's still so much content that I find from him interviews and songs that never were released that still 
have so much power and so much wisdom that's coming out of it that it, it, I'm so grateful to have you. I've been introduced to Marley at such a young age. So you're telling me that Bob Marley still had some unreleased songs? Yeah, he has tons of unreleased songs. Marley, Marley was always making content. He was always creating music. And on, in my opinion, some of his best music that I've heard is the stuff that people haven't. It's the rare. It's the rare songs that he's recording in in his studio, just uh, on a little recorder, not professionally. Right. Cause I I only know a couple. Like the one that I know, the one that says, "Don't worry, ding ding ding, about a thing." You know that song? Right. And that and that's the most pop. One of his most popular songs. So like. There's a couple songs that he was he was making music since he was you know your age younger 16 15 and the songs that he made as a kid you know he had some songs one called one cup of coffee right that, this was a great song he's got another song when he was 16 called judge not and uh, this song is amazing uh you know these are and these are totally different styles and sounds to what he ended up being when he was legendary uh, so it's very interesting hearing the, the rare side of, of Bob Marley. Yeah, like I also know yeah. the one that called Three Little Birds. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. Three Little Birds. Yeah, and, like finding, and finding those songs, but like recorded on acoustics rather than in the studio, where he's just kind of like jamming it on a guitar. Maybe he's just coming up with the idea. Like these kind of mixes are available out there. Like those are the really inspirational pieces. Right, so like, since I'm one of your favorite like, subscribers, I, I noticed that you do, you do gaming also. Like, what made you go into gaming on the side? So, I, the things that I, I choose to do with my time, I always think back to what I did most when I was, when I was like, having the most fun of my life, you know, when we're free, when we're, when we're kids. You know, rollerblading, gaming, and like, reggae were things that I was always into since I was a kid and you know the fact that I saw the gaming boom happen between 10, 2010 and like 2015 20 even to now current day uh, it's amazing to see where gaming has come from compared to 20 30 years ago when I was still playing games and I think it's amazing to see so many careers and tournaments happening and a whole community in itself that's bigger than so many other things like the NBA or the MLB or NBA. Like there's, there's huge, like there's more, there's more gaming fans and there are people that like the NHL nowadays, which was absurd when I was growing up, that wouldn't have ever been a thing. So this is what got me back into doing gaming content. Now realizing that there's a community out there of people that still want to um, engage in that way, and at the same time, like you know, since I've already got the Not Nation community built up, I know that you know within this community there's going to be a few people that play games. If not more than half the people in the Not Nation probably have a gaming system of some sort. So why not play some games to engage with my audience? At the end of the day, I like games because it's the best way of engaging with people that's modern and, uh, and fun. At the same time, like being able to meet up with your friends on there, uh, meeting up with viewers or just meeting, uh, you know, even people like yourself, Michael, here on Discord. I, 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 this is honestly my first time on Discord uh, doing an interview or a podcast 
has like this um so it's very it's very interesting to learn the process of this here and uh and integrate this with the gaming community you know it's things you learn along the way uh, in the gaming community that you know people use discord to, to meet up so i find it a, a bit tricky to navigate it but i'm, I'm getting i'm getting used to it uh, but it's much like anything else when you're trying to stream a game. It's, there's tons of different technical aspects to learn to try and get, you know, your OBS to understand where your video game is coming from and your microphone is hooked up and your your webcam is hooked in. So it can be very fl flustering, but I like that. I'm a very tech technical guy. I'm a photographer and videographer. Uh, I'm a big computer guy as well. So uh, I really like that challenge of understanding technology and being able to have it work for me, you know, instead of being a, a troublesome in my life where uh, I'm going to be raging at it or, or some or some sort. Yeah. So uh, get, yeah. I quickly wanted to mention that uh, you said Discord. You said this is a great time. Back to Discord. I I just want to let you and the viewers, know, the audience, know that. Discord is actually a great place for to have an audience stay there. So once they're in there, they don't usually leave. Cause the app isn't really noisy, especially when you're beginning. So it's like another social media platform, but the cool thing is, you all of your audience get to interact with each other, and then you get to interact with them, and then you get to go on a voice chat like I am now with you, with the audience, like such as Jackson, Jake. Steve and Piggy, which is good. So I, I since you do gaming on the side, I, I was on your Twitch last time. So people check out Mount Nation on Twitch. And last time I saw him, saw you playing Fortnite. But have you ever thought of playing a different game? I, I mean, Fortnite is good. But like, do you would you want to expand the gaming library? I mean, like, one of my questions to you would be. Even though it's kind of cheesy, but would you want to play Minecraft? I was, I thought about it. I'll be honest, I've never played it before. Uh, I just I know there's a big community around it. I just I haven't taken the time to get into it. So I would play Minecraft for sure. I would definitely give it a shot. Um, I, I would take a lot of learning curve to, to understand the world of it of things, but yeah, no, I play a lot of I play a lot of Fortnite on there because it's convenient and it's free and it has uh, a few of my friends on there that are already playing it so again like i said i go on for the community and if my friends like being my community are playing that game like i kind of get into that specific game but you know i'm playing on a nintendo switch right now uh so my games are kind of limited to what i to what i play on there uh, when i first got into streaming i was playing a lot more of call of duty or destiny or grand theft auto um you know, but yeah, lately I just been sticking to the Fortnite. But I, I actually think I can get Minecraft on the Switch. I have to look into it. Um, but it doesn't look a pretty good game. Uh, I just I don't understand it as of yet. You know, but I'm sure there's a lot to understand and there's a lot to love about it because it wouldn't be the, the top game out there otherwise, right? Right. Like, okay, so somebody joined um, to ask the question or to respond to what you said. So Steve Pagib is here. So he, I'm gonna let him speak with you real quick. Yeah. Hello. Hey, I heard you said uh, you're playing on a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I have the Nintendo Switch. 
That is so true. I recently just got one. Oh, sweet. That's how are you liking it? It's really fun. I actually I was able to buy one with uh got like Super Mario 3D World. Have you played it yet? Not yet, but I've seen it. It's a really fun game. You should try it. Okay. 3D World. Yeah, I haven't the only one I have is Mario Kart. That's kind of Mario related. Ooh, I love Mario Kart. Yeah. But if you're on there, you can add you can add me as a Switch friend. Yeah, I, I tried, but some reason my Switch doesn't allow me to play online. But the Switch oh. has been very fun to play. Yeah, right. And Fortnite's free on it. Yeah. So, so one question since you mentioned uh, Switch. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite game on the Switch? Um, you know, it's a tough question. I don't, I don't want to say Fortnite, but it's probably the, the honest truth because it's the one I play the most. But I want to give you like a real answer because like an actual Switch only game that I would say that I love to play uh, is either going to be Mario Kart or Zelda. Mm, and I, I'm, yeah. probably gonna I'm probably going to give it to Zelda because it, it's, it was the first game that wasn't online that I loved to play uh, so but it was an online game Mario Kart 100% that game is so fun you know I remember playing that kid not on I mean that not kid well that game as a kid yeah uh, I had it on the Nintendo oh we got Nintendo XL I believe okay it was, it was it's an old old Nintendo but it was really fun to play like, you know, it's like you get to play with different characters like Bowser, Luigi. Thanks. And plus, the cool thing is that each character is different. Like, one might have slower but better drifting. One might have better steering. Acceleration. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty cool you mentioned uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, they do. They, they, they pay attention to, like, the weight class and the drifting of each person and each car and each tire that you put on there. Mario yeah, Kart. all right. So Mario it was Kart's nice talking to you. Yeah, Steve, thanks, thanks yeah. for stopping by, man. It was awesome. This is, I'm loving the way that this podcast is laid out. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm going to pass it back to, back to the host. Thank you, Andy Rocks. I do that. Andy Rocks. You said that one of your biggest inspirations to dread is Bob Marley. Like, I'm a big fan of Bob Marley. But, like, nice. I don't know too much of his songs, but I have heard a lot of the Marley's son, like, the son music, which is kind of yeah, different. Damien yeah, Damien and Julian and Steven. Yeah. Yeah, they, I heard a lot of Damien. It's kind of funny because they're different. They're kind of the same, but different from the Bob Marley mates. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More modern. Right, something that people today we kind of listen to. Because I know about... Yeah, Damien... Damien's been a big... Like, Bob Marley's song, from what I heard, is like clean. Like, he doesn't say anything bad, really. And then Damien, he goes full explicit from time to time. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he does, and some, and I was very surprised because it was it was in the rare Bob Marley tapes where I actually heard a song from him that he curses a couple times in it, and I was like, oh man, like 
This is probably the only song I've ever heard of out of hundreds of songs where he says a curse word like a few times. Yeah, like something sort of, different, something yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. When Damien and his locks are crazy too, they're all the way down to the floor. I can't believe he grows them so far to the ground. Anyway, I'm a tad to wrap it up. Thank you, Not Nation, for being here today. Appreciate it. To have you on the show with me here too, man. It was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with this podcast. And it's definitely awesome uh, talking with you today. Yes. And Daru and rocks. And I hope to have you back very, very soon because there's a lot that we can still continue on talking about. Yeah, for sure. There's a few things we didn't touch on, but we can definitely, you know, continue the conversation, hit that record button again, and splice it all together. And so everybody, make sure you check out Not Nation on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, anywhere that he's on, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. All right. All right. Take Peace out. Take care. Hey, man. Thanks. Talk to you Japan.